0: Have you subscribed to the OTB Football Podcast? When he was last left out of the team, he sat on the bench with a face like a robber's dog. He doesn't look like he's a great team player. Subscribe now to the OTB Football Podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the OTB Sports app. Full-time here in Healy Park, Oma, where Dublin have got their first win of the 2022 Alliance League. Conlet Gilligan, former Derry footballer, Amanda has won two league titles before.
1: Dublin are back. We saw a bit of a swag there today. How impressed were you by their performance? Yeah, I thought particularly their first half performance was very impressive. You know, five out of the six forwards scored. You know, they were very good in front of goal. They didn't stop taking silly shots. And, you know, as impressive as those in the first half, they did show elements in the second half that they're still a wee bit off where they were. But the fact that they've brought back Costello, James McCarthy played a wee bit, um, Owen Merchant came off the bench. They look very close to what they'll be come Championship. What was the difference in that
0: first half that we haven't seen maybe from Dublin throughout the rest of the league so far?
1: Yeah, look, it looked like it had a championship feel about it. They pushed up heavy on the kickouts. They got a lot of joy because they kept getting the ball around the middle. And when they did the ball, they were very hard to dispossess and they kept getting the right man. But like they had Scully, Heard, you know, Kilkenny was pulling the strings. They just had all the answers. And whenever Owen Hampshire went off of the Black Yard, they scored six points in the 10 minutes that Owen Hampshire went off when they were down to forty men. And for me, that was the key. At that stage they didn't look like they were ever going to pull away but once they got the extra man they just went to town because they pushed an extra man in and they kick out and they possibly could have had a goal in that mix as well.
0: As you were saying there, return of the Mac, James McCarthy back in the squad. But two players, I don't know for you, but for me, uh, really impressed today. Cormac Costello, but particularly Robbie McDade. What did they bring to the to the 15 there today?
1: Yeah, I think McDade's worked great off the ball. And it's what he'd done whenever he didn't have the ball. He rated up the left wing time and time again. And eventually then he got his point. But as well as doing really well defensively, he just kept dragging the throne players down the field with him. And that's not where a half forward wants to be. Like He has been one of the foreign players in Dublin club football for four, or five years and probably didn't get the time under Jim Gavin that he maybe felt he deserved. But it looks like there's a wee bit more faith in him now, and he definitely repaid that today with a really strong performance. With this swag we seen back from Dublin,
0: like in terms of their sort of key players, Kilkenny, Fenton, Dean Rock, did you notice anything from them different today that we didn't see in the previous
1: games? Yeah, well look, the one thing about it was they got 13 points. Dean Rock scored three points and he didn't score any frees. You know, so if they can get the likes of Dean Rock's contributing from play a wee bit more, you know, that's the one thing that's maybe been lacking a wee bit, um, is that they need him for his freeze. But once they get Conor Callaghan back in at full forward, Brian Fenton had been really poor in the league just by his own high standards, but he looked to be back today, um, obviously, they were missing a couple they were missing a couple of players, but he made hay at midfield and it was a great battle. And I thought between him and Kilcanny, they just seemed to control all the ball around the middle. And um, I also thought Brian Howard was massive, you know, particularly towards the end when he took the catch under the crossbar. You know, that's what you want, box to box, but doing all the things in the big moments, and I thought he was very good. For you, Brian Howard, where's his best position in this Dublin team? It's just I don't know, you know, I would love to see him at midfield because he does so many things that is unlike a forward. It could be a half back. He's just so versatile. Wherever they need him, they could play him. But I think at wing half forward, it just means that he can go where he wants. He's not under a huge pressure um, going forward because they just have enough stuff there. Um, And he just he covered every blade of grass. And like I know he didn't get a score today. He was probably the only forward who didn't score. But I think his general. Use of the ball and his play, you know, was the highest standard, and he just allowed Kilkenny just to express himself around the half forward line. And I thought the Dublin subs coming on, you know, they just looked a wee bit more at it. They're still late on the benching comparison, you know. Whenever they're missing a lot of players there, but once if they can get their best players on the field and keep them fit, you know, I think yes, the Leinster Championship probably outside of Kildare, it looks like it's going to be very weak this year again. They're going to probably be at the latter stages if they can avoid relegation out of Division 1 and have a bit of momentum going into the Championship they are still going to be there thereabouts and it'll take a very good team to beat them. Looking at Tyrone what how, what, what do
0: you think of their performance? Again, one thing you did mention there Dublin I think the, every score they got today was, was from play so discipline wasn't really an issue from Tyrone yet they were down to 14 men
1: but overall what do you think Tyrone learned from today? I think the game looked over at half-time, and when you're in that situation, all you ask your team to do is can you win the second half? And to be fair, Tyrone did do that. They had a really good passage of play. You know, Richie Donnelly came off the bench, scored two points. Um, Michael Conroy came off the bench for the first time this year. And he's a player that's done really well in club football and Tyrone. has been running around the top score for a year or two. Um, the problem that Tyrone have is that out of the eight points they scored, only Nail Slodden out of the start in 15 scored a point. Richie Donnelly got two. They only got three from play and they were reliant on frees. They had two good goal chances, took neither. So I think they had a good second half. They had a few good performances. But I think they're going to need a wee bit more. Like having to play Kerry and Mayo, probably the two foreign teams in the country in the last two games, they're going to need at least a win out of one of them. And if they don't win the, the next one, it's just going to leave it all to play for in the very last game. But... Look, the league's the best competition we have at the moment. Every game, you look down the divisions, you know, and you know you, what you look at. Louth and Antrim, and it's just so many teams coming through and showing a wee bit of form now. Particularly the Ulster teams, that it's just going to make for a really good championship, particularly in Ulster. As you were saying, there
0: players making an impact off the bench for Tyrone. We do know from during the week they have lost another player, leaving the panel, uh, Lee Brennan. How is that going to impact Tyrone further on down the line? That players are leaving like the squad depth definitely not as strong as it was last year
1: No it's not look and the fact that they've lost Tierney McCann and, and Lee Brennan player and Rooney O'Neill it just means that if you look at the last year subs coming on when Throne won the All-Ireland McEhan was coming in Dora Cianovan was coming in these players are now starting so it just means that the players that are on the bench that have come in brilliant players in their own right but just lack experience at, at the real top level of county football and it's just it's a learning curve and the problem you have when you're bringing in young new players is that as Nathan Donnelly found out today who's been a brilliant club footballer for Kelly Clark for three or four years it's at the steep learning edge of it and if you're not on it in Division 1 you will get punished so I think throwing players leaving come Championship it won't be a big deal for the team the problem will be the standards in training. You know, Tierney McCann, players like that demand the highest standards of training and the other players, they may not be there. I don't know, but look, it's not good for Tyrone to lose them because it just ruins things even for training, for your A V B games, for your preparation coming into big games where you need your best players in training every night so you can pick your best team come a come a Sunday. Are you seeing any pattern in play from Tyrone throughout this
0: league that maybe we'll see a bit more of and develop on when it comes to championship? Yeah, I think look
1: early on in the first until Potty Hampshire went Got the black yard in the first 15 minutes they were kicking long ball into mcshane into, into mccurry and they were almost reaping the benefits they just one pass too many so i think they will continue this kicking game you know if they can get mckenna fit and get him into the running game they have the option to play it either way um, but i just think where they're at now they need to get their defense settled. They'll be delighted that Ronnie McNamee get a full get the full first game of the year. You know, he'll be a big player because that allows Paddy Hampshire to move out the field. Um, Brian Kennedy was injured today and he was really missed because Hampshire had to go to midfield and they just didn't have the same fluidity as they would have had through the year. You know, when Kennedy comes back, him and Conkiel Patrick will be formidable and they cover ground and one goes forward, one goes back. So they lost that today and I thought they were a wee bit gapy at the back whenever Dublin were just coming right to and running the ball down their centre. So next weekend, a huge weekend regards to relegation battle. Dublin's win
0: today sort of draws Donegal back into it. Big game between Kildare and Monaghan next weekend. I think Tyrone are away to Mayo and as you said, Dublin against Donegal. How do you see this relegation battle pl- pl- playing out for the rest of the league? Yeah, well, outside of,
1: outside of, I suppose, Mayo and Kerry and, and their the like everybody else has still got a chance of getting pulled into this. So every, nobody wants to be going to the last game, you know, with looks now, it's going to be a Mio-Cherry a final. Um, and it's a case now of the teams in the middle will be happy enough to be in the middle. But nobody wants to be going to the last game looking two points. You know, Monaghan do what Monaghan do. And the difference between, I suppose, Monaghan have been in this situation two, three, four times. They won't panic. They'll know what it's like to go into the last game needing a win. So Monaghan are probably the best suited to this sort of a battle. But All-Ireland Champions do not want to be... In the relegation zone and all we have now the last two All-Iran champions in there you know dublin have a bit of momentum going into it but now tyrone have to regroup and pick it up and it's not going to be easy and there's going to be two big teams going down and in the other side it looks like a cure. and division two is going to be a curve up between uh derry and galway and roscommon and and derry done got a, a massive point in the hide today so they're going to be looking forward to getting galway at home big uh, next saturday i was just going to mention
0: division two your own county derry drawing against Roscommon there today it's it's very interesting that top of Division 2 with those three teams at the moment how impressed have you been with Derry so far this campaign and throughout the county of Derry did you expect this level from the team in this league campaign yeah
1: look Galway and Roscommon have been Division 1 teams over the last number of years dropping up and coming down but they're at that level they're at the next level below Division 1 and they're very very good I suppose personally I thought if Derry could have a good league stay in Division 2 even that would be good but like the teams at the lower end of it they blew them away really really easily and the fact that they went to Common, like very few of the teams even um, the Dublin's and Tyrone's they all struggled in Hyde Park and Derry could have stole the full two points had Emmett Bradley's free kick went over near the end with the last kick so Derry have been very very impressive they have a pretty much playing the same team every week but that's Rory Gallagher's thing you know he doesn't mix and match he doesn't change he's got a formula and they are playing to the peak of their potential and like Shane McGuigan today scores 8 points Derry have only 5 different scorers um, which is low for Derry like the last day out they had 9 different scores. so when Shane McGuigan is off form like he was the last day different people stepped up today he was on it and there were 4 points down at half time to come back and draw that game and to possibly nearly win it you know it just shows how far Derry have came from being in division 4 3 seasons ago
0: what, what has happened with Derry like the last 10 years maybe they have been an up and down team inconsistency there but what has changed like from the structure down has there been is, is this currently what we're looking with Derry a good crop of players that you know potentially for the next 10 years can keep growing or has the structure regards to club game in Derry
1: finally found its feet and now we're seeing the re- rewards right there now Look, I think there's a there's a mixture of things. You know, Rory Geller was the man that the county board wanted and got. The players have bought into what he's doing. Then the pandemic came and it was almost a perfect storm because there was no travelling, there was no distractions. You know, Derry's a very young panel um, and there is certain things drawn. There's football in America, there's travelling to Australia. None of that could happen. So he's had the same group of players. All the players that he's wanted pretty much is committed to the cause. So in other years, there's been players that maybe didn't commit to the county panel. That hasn't happened now. All the players he wants there, and they're all buying into it. And look, it's a case now that he's playing the same players week in and week out. So there's a wee bit of cohesion, you know, a bit of consistency. You know, and in McFall, Glass, you know, Gareth McKinless, you know, Shane McGuigan, he's now got players that are operating at the top end of football within not only Derry, but in Ulster. And I think it bodes well um, for the and like last year for example after the Donegal performance where they were so close there was no backdoor if that Derry team would have had a backdoor last year they could have went right into the latter stages because they were playing that well and they got Donegal, they were very unlucky Donegal were within a kick of a ball and a Michael Murphy sending off a beating Tyrone the eventual All-Ireland champion so using that rationale maybe Derry aren't that far away and as it goes in Derry are looking at the winners of Tyrone and Fermanagh and the first round of a championship and they'll relish that one if they, if they can happen to get promotion like that would just be magic but even if they don't get it this year they've solidified their Division 2 status and they're in a great position to push on over the next year or two um, under Rory Geller